I'm not trying to build good human beings that make their bed and wash their dishes and say please and thank yous because I'm trying to make the world a better place. I'm doing it because I believe it makes them better competitors. Mm -hmm. I am as competitive as anybody else out there. I might come across as relatively non-emotional when I'm coaching and more, way more about like sunshine and rainbows and positive thinking. I do those things because I believe that they're competitive advantage that help people win. Mm-hmm. Period. What confidence is has nothing to do with winning or the leaderboard. What confidence is, is knowing that you giving your best efforts is enough. All right, Ben. We are sitting uh, on Cape Cod where you and Catherine and your athletes are just wrapping up um, training camp and wrapping up games prep and big month. Big month, including big month. This book, which, as we're recording, yeah. it is only two days old and already a bestseller on Amazon. So, congratulations about that. Thanks. Um, I wanted to talk to you about the book and about some of the lessons inside of the book. Um, and the first one, or the one I wanted to dive into, was something that because you and I are so close, and because I've seen and I, and you know we've talked so much. A lot of this, a lot of the material in the book, I've seen bits and pieces, or I've heard bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. One of the things that was new was in the introduction, and it was sort of the 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 overarching um, philosophy to not only the book but but what you do, and and it's sort of a you know it's it's a pyramid of development, if that's the right way to put it. Um, I'm not sure there's a name to it, but it's hmm. basically this idea that you start with character, you move to what you guys call the process. Um, and then, um, I always forget the third one, ability and then strategy. Yep. Right. So thinking about it, like, um, like in CrossFit, we talk about the theoretical development of an athlete, right? Where nutrition is the base and sport is is the peak. Um, in the sense that nutrition is the most important. And if you skipped it, you're skipping something, uh, detrimental to you. So what I wanted to talk to you about, which is funny that Nutrition is at the bottom, and I think a lot of people skip it. Yes. And we have one at the bottom that I think a lot of people skip. A lot of people skip, which is kind of what I want to talk to you about. So the bottom of of your pyramid or of this pyramid is character. Mm -hmm. Um, Person, yep. Developing person. person. Yeah, exactly, yep. So, you know, one of the things that you say is that, like you just said, is that a lot of people skip the bottom two layers of that, which is, you know, person and process. Mm -hmm. Um, And they they go right to ability and strategy. Yep. Um, And obvious reasons why that happens but but knowing how you guys have gone have done this really obviously why why you put the two at the bottom that you do so talk to me about that pyramid about yeah. the development of that pyramid was that something that you always sort of had as a conception and then everything you've done sort of fit into that or did you was it sort of like a, oh this this is what we've been doing and this is why it works and now I can sort of piece it together in a way that that I haven't been able to before. Um, the pyramid actually, um, it's the way I've been working with my athletes for years um, since I started training, you know, my teams and everything else. But the pyramid itself didn't come to me until um, this year, like the actual conceptualization of a pyramid and yep. the layers and the different developments of it. Um, but it's still, it, it's been inside of me. It's been the way I, I've approached things for a very long time. So here's the peak of the pyramid or the top of it which seemingly means it's the last piece of it, but is the thing that people, most people focus the most on. When you get done with a workout, what people end up talking about is not 
what was your self-talk? Mm-hmm. They don't say what was your pregame plan? What was your focus? What would you, you know, or they don't talk about like, what'd you eat or how'd you sleep last night? What they talk about is where'd you break it up? Did you go on broken? Um, what were your transitions like? Where, how were you cycling the barbell? The strategy. Yep. People love to geek out about the strategy and it matters. But if you want to talk about a workout, like let's take like um, Amanda, right? Which is muscle up and squat snatches. If people are like, well, did you go straight or did you break it up? Like that's a big sexy thing to talk about. And people love to, well, no, if you go straight, if you drop the bar, if you go singles, if you go touch and goes, here's the deal. It's like to be able to do that, you have to have a certain level of ability. And that's why ability is below that. Mm -hmm. So I get that you want to geek out about the strategy and you want to talk about touch and go versus breaking them up and which one's better for you. More important to me is to focus on your ability. And your ability is the 10 components of fitness. It's your endurance, it's your stamina, strength, balance, accuracy, agility, coordination, all those things. It's how much can you bench press? What can you clean and jerk? How many pull-ups can you do? Can you do 10 unbroken muscle-ups? Can you run a mile in under six minutes? It's that type of stuff. Like truly, can we just build a better machine? Mm -hmm. And that's your ability. And that's really where I think most people's strength and conditioning begins and ends. It's Let's make, a, in football, it's, you know, let's improve people's 40-yard dash. Let's give them bigger bench press. And then let's um, let's talk about whether we should be playing cover two or cover three and when we should blitz and when we should do the run and shoot or, you know, when we should, should we have a ground and pound or an aerial attack. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, that's what everyone, that's the commentators talk about. That's yep. what the players talk about. It's what the coaches focus on. My contention is that we're missing things. Mm-hmm. You know, and I believe that in order to develop the athlete in order to develop the machine and make them a more powerful weapon or more efficient mover, they need to follow a process. Mm -hmm. And that process is about the day-to-day daily rituals, routines, and actions that they're taking to peak their performance. It's the action between the action. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily exactly what's happening at practice. It's not exactly what's happening during competition. It's What is your sleep? Are you monitoring it? Are you honing it? Are you maximizing it? Your sleep matters more than anyone's willing to give it credit for. What's your nutrition? Are you weighing and measuring the the nutrients, macronutrients and micronutrients that are going into your body? Do you know if you have deficiencies? Did you take blood tests? Are you monitoring? Are are you the optimal level of leanness or are you too lean? Like nutrition is huge. Mm -hmm. Recovery. Are you spending at least two hours a day actively recovering? That's not sitting in front of the TV on the couch with your legs up. That's like proactively trying to move the needle in a recovery basis. If you're doing those things, now we're starting to follow the process. Now you start to put in the other things into training, like pre-workout rituals, like breathing, like your mindset during the um, training sessions, like training with um, discipline and deep practice, not just going through the motions. Now we're starting to put some some process to this whole thing. It's the little tiny steps that build up to something. It's the immediate thing right in front of you, which might be nutrition, it might be relaxation, it might be mindset, and but not focusing on the end goal. That's what the process is all about. Now, that's really hard to do. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, that's, that's a bottom line. It's like we're talking about maximizing your 24 hours. Yep. 
I mean, it's the minutes that we're talking about. It's not about having a great year. It's not about having a great week. It's about this minute. Are you doing exactly what you should be doing this minute? I've only been around a few people in my life that are able to do that. And Katrin and Matt are two of those people. In order to do that, you have to have a certain set of character skills, character traits, incredible level of discipline and commitment and resiliency and fortitude. You have to have huge levels of humility and drive and passion and patience. So what we say is, if you want to have be able to do those muscle-ups unbroken, like we all do, mm-hmm. talk about the strategy, you have to have a certain level of ability. You have to be able to do those muscle-ups unbroken. To get that ability, you have to follow a process. But to follow a process takes a certain level of character traits. That's why we start with the character traits. It has to, you have to have the character traits first. And most people are skipping. They're just getting to the gym and then they're wondering why after you know doing CrossFit for three years, they're still, you know, 400th in the open. Mm-hmm. It might not be that you're, it might not necessarily be that it's, you're not putting enough time in the gym. It might be the time outside of the gym. And this is hard for people to do. It's a deep, it's, it's much easier just to keep saying it's, it's my thrusters, it's my muscle ups. I'm yep. not strong enough yet. Yep. It's a real much harder thing to look in the mirror and say, I need to change something about my character fundamentally about who i am and who i think i am Mm -hmm. that's a deep dive that most people are not willing to take so when you say you know we start with character obviously you can't like you you're not building somebody from from scratch so like Mm -hmm. how do you start like for example how do you how did you start working on character with katrin yep you know because she came to you with a set of skills and a set of habits and a set of beliefs and a set, uh, you know, uh, a story she told herself. So like when you say you start with character, what does that actually look like? On one of the first days she started working with us at CrossFit New England, she had a difficult uh, weightlifting session. And after a missed lift, she ripped her belt off, slammed it on the floor, yelled something and stormed out the door and slammed it behind her. And I quietly walked out behind her and followed out the door and just looked her in the eye and said, we don't do that here. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me and she, and without saying it, but she said to me in the past, in, in hindsight now, she said to me like that story. And she's like, she's like, I looked back on it and said, you're right. This is not how people act here. Mm-hmm. That's level one of if you're getting frustrated, you have no patience. Like realize that this is going to take a long time. Mm-hmm. Patience is a huge character trait. When people, when I'm coaching people, if they're not going to stop and look me in the eye and they're not going to apply what I'm saying, you're not humble. Mm-hmm. You think you have it all figured out and we're going to call it out where it is. Mm-hmm. If we're doing a workout and you're complaining during the workout, you're negative. That's not the path to excellence. Mm-hmm. We need you to be positive and optimistic. We're going to call things out. We have bracelets that are about complaint free. Yeah. We... Don't let things slide. We call out the character traits as they come out. Now, we also reinforce the positives. When people are being positive, we let them know. When people are being patient, we let them know. When people are being coachable, we let them know. When another example with Katrin was at one night, we were having um, a goals night at a family dinner at our house, and she was there, and we were doing a goals night with my family. And um, 
one of the rules that we do is that you go around the room and you share your goals that you have for the next month. And then you review at the end of the month, yep. you make new ones, you review the last ones. And the only rule is because our f- whole life is so dominated by <laughs> CrossFit and fitness is yeah. it can't be related to fitness or CrossFit. Yep. And we, we yeah. laid out the rules for Katrin the first time she's there. And we say, um, Katrin, it's your turn to share your goals. They just have to be smart, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound, smart goals. And they can't do it with CrossFit. She goes, okay, I got one. <laughs> I want to make regionals. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to regionals next week. Yeah. I want to make the games. Yeah. And we're like, oh, okay, so it can't have to do with CrossFit. She goes, and her response was, but if I don't make it, I'll just die. Yeah. It's like, she was like this, an immature 19 year old girl. Yeah. So we talked to her about what that level of immaturity was. And we started talking about importance of making your bed and cleaning your dishes and all those little things. It's, it's building a human being. It's like, it's how you raise your, your kids. Yep. It's just, it, it's not, you know, I'm not trying to build good human beings that make their bed and wash their dishes and say please and thank yous because I'm trying to make the world a better place. I'm doing it because I believe it makes them better competitors. Mm-hmm. I am as competitive as anybody else out there. I might come across as relatively non-emotional when I'm coaching and more, way more about like sunshine and rainbows and positive thinking. I do those things because I believe that they're competitive advantages that help people win. Mm-hmm. Period. Right. So the thing that, one of the things that you just said that, that was really, is really interesting to me is that when you talk about building that character, you don't, you don't talk about it in the sense of like, of like you sit in a room and you figure out the things that you're doing wrong and then you fix them. You you talk about them in the sense of like, I'm yeah. gonna hold you accountable to that, to this idea, and I expect you to hold me accountable in the same way. Yeah, the other thing we do is we paint the picture of who we wanna be. Mm-hmm. So I have, I have my athletes do a whole bunch of different exercises. Let's figure out what your core values are. What are your guiding principles? What's your North Star? What are you truly, what's your true North that you're really trying to shoot for? What's your personal mission statement? What does your perfect life look like? What's your legacy? Who do you want people to remember you as? Like literally all those exercises, we've done them at one point or another, every single one of those and probably half a dozen more. When you start to do those exercises, things start to pop up and they repeat themselves. I want to be remembered as somebody that, you know, people as somebody that was incredibly grateful and, you know, that was humble and somebody that was, you know, always looked out for others. And, you know, all of a sudden now it's like, okay, this is who you want to be. Now I know how to help you get there. Yeah. Very few people say like, I'll remember it as the cutthroat <laughs> athlete that took yeah. every shortcut and yeah. had tantrums in the gym. Yeah. Like that's not what they're talking about. So once they've explained that and they've laid it out on paper and they've said it to me and they've said to the other athletes they're working with, Katrin, Brooke, Cole, I'll share it with everybody else and Matt and Kat have done this together as well. Once it's out there in the open, it's just another level of sharing that we do to bring to light what are the character traits that you believe are important. I'm not telling you these things. Right. You think yeah, that this, you're is, not dictating this is who yeah. you want to be. This is how you want to be remembered. This is how you think you're going to be your best competitor. Now I know how to help you get there. Mm-hmm. How do you see this idea, this sort of this character first process? Um, how do you see it affecting? I don't want to say non-athletes, but people, but but people whose goal isn't to make it to the CrossFit gym, right? Yeah. How, where do you see the the crossover into you know quote unquote regular life? Yep, absolutely. If you know who you are and what's important to you 
everything changes. You know, there's been a hundred different sayings said a hundred different ways about if you can find something that you're willing to die for, go and do that and everything else is, will take care of itself. Mm-hmm. And the way I th- talk about this is like, if you, if you know at the trueness of your heart something, you'll die for it. Mm-hmm. I know that if my son is in danger, running through traffic or whatever it is, I will in an instant give up my life for that. Mm-hmm. In it, like it wouldn't even be a, it wouldn't even be it would never. No thoughts would even cross my mind. It would just happen mm-hmm. subconsciously. It would just happen. But if a stranger was dying on the streets of New York that I happen to walk by and he needed mouth to mouth, I hope I would do the right thing. But I just don't know if that's the case, mm-hmm. right? Because I don't, I don't know that situation. If I know what my core values are, if I know who I want to be, if I know who I believe I am at my best and at my core, then when it comes to crunch time, that's who I am. Mm -hmm. So if I reinforce that and I bring the light over and over again, so for the competitor side, I know I am an athlete that cannot be rattled. I have incredible mental toughness. It doesn't matter the difficulty of the task or the adversities placed in front of me. I don't know if I get 10 no reps that I know are perfect reps. I don't know if my judge is counting and he goes 78, 79, 60, 61, (laughs) 60. Like I can't be rattled by anything. Yep. When those things happen, guess what? I don't get rattled. Yep. But if I'm the type of athlete that doesn't know that, then when that happens, I might get rattled. Yep. It's the same type of thing in everyday life. I like to set myself up with guiding principles that guide my life. It's just who I am and what I like. Because, not because I like the exercise of it, it's because when it comes to crunch time and I get that call at midnight that someone I love is in the hospital, I'm ready. I know how I'm going to react. Mm-hmm. I know what's going to look like. Mm-hmm. I know when it comes time that, you know, one of my athletes is not doing what I'm expecting them to do or what they're expecting to do. I know how I'm going to react because I've set myself up for those situations through my principles and my beliefs and who I am as a person. If you create that rock solid character, a belief system of who you are, all the all the the iffiness of these crazy situations, you're prepared for, them. Mm-hmm. and it no longer becomes these strange, emotional roller coasters. Yeah. You're ready. Yep. You know how to handle it. So, how would you suggest somebody begin to think about? You know, we've talked about core values before in a previous episode, so I don't want to you know go down that road again. But how do you start to build those sort of those rock solid? Uh, beliefs or, you know, outside of the, I think the, what you said about your son, I think that that's instinctual. I don't know that that's a choice you ever yeah. made, but, but we are talking about when it comes to either competing or, you know, uh, other parts of life, like there's a degree of, of choice that you're talking about making. So how do you, like, what is the mechanism? What is the process of figuring out what those things are for you? Yeah. I think this might be a different answer than people think I'm, or more of you expecting, um, the obvious answer is like, you do those exercises that I do with yeah. my athletes. Like yeah. ask yourself, what's the legacy you want to leave? Like, how do you want to be remembered? Mm-hmm. Like those are, you know, what are your core values? Write down five things that you want to guide your life. Like what's your personal mission statement? Like those are probably the, the, the normal answers, um, that people might be expecting. My answer to that is if you want to figure these things out, spend time alone. Mm-hmm. We are so inundated with stimulus and distraction 
you know, whether it's cell phones or the radio or the 600 channels or the internet or listening to podcasts or whatever it is, we never let to our, we never figure out who we are. Mm -hmm. You need to just get away, unplug and spend some time in your own head. It's the only way it's going to happen. And it can start with a simple thing like, this is why um, people are really into meditation right now. It's this really power, like everyone's into mindfulness and meditation. I've tried it. I've tried all, I've tried the 30 day challenges. I've done it. I've done it. And I don't like it mm-hmm. because I, I, I would rather just not be distracted with the distraction of the mindfulness and the meditation. <laughs> I just want to sit in my own head mm-hmm. and just let these let this happen. And maybe it is meditation, you mm-hmm. know. But when I'm driving to work, turn the radio off and forget about what's going around you. There is no traffic. There is no being late. There is no meeting coming up. Just start thinking about your life and what's important to you. That's the beginning of it, mm-hmm. really. I mean, that's like at the core of like, I believe it's the core of like finding a happy life is realizing who you are and what you want out of this life. I think a lot of people are just caught up in the rat race and in between the rat race, they're just distracting themselves from life. Mm-hmm. And it, a lot of people are uncomfortable spending time with themselves. I would start off with the 15, 20 minutes, 40 minutes in the drive or commute to work and then work your way up to where you can spend a few hours up to where I think it'd be phenomenal. And I had my, I've had my athletes do this, spend you know, a while alone, like, like, you know, one of the practices that they do at this, um, if there's a place called the Island School, where um, juniors in high school go to, it's in uh, the Bahamas, I believe, and, um, but it's not what it sounds like. It's not a resort. <laughs> it's very much like, it's incredible. And they, it's created by a former Navy SEAL. And his whole thought process was like, I don't know if it's that the education system isn't doing what's supposed to or that these kids aren't coming out with the development they're supposed to, but there's a huge physical component to it. Every single student has to either by the end of the semester run a half marathon or swim four miles. It's pretty legit. Yeah. I think it pales in comparison to the other thing they do. They do a 48-hour solo Hmm. where they go in the woods with no food, no shelter, and they are in the woods by themselves for the purpose of the transformation that's going to come out of that. Mm-hmm. And it happens. Mm-hmm. I've, I know a half dozen kids that have gone to the school and have come back transformed. Yes, there's the physical component. Yes, there's this Navy SEAL mindset of like, we're going to keep people on their toes and not let them get comfortable and keep challenging them. But I think a huge component is that 48-hour solo. Mm-hmm. It allows kids who are incredibly first off they don't have access to cell phones for the whole semester which is amazing yeah but there's this whole this component of like spending time alone i think is incredibly powerful it's it it goes back to like the the early stoics of marcus aurelius and uh, you know and socrates and all these you know plato and warriors and like there's just this you know native american you know braves would go off on their own like it's just like the monks, like I think there's so much to figuring out life that can be that can be figured out inside our own heads that we're scared of. Mm. And, uh, and this is going in a weird, crazy, different direction yes, than we absolutely. expected. 
And yeah. the thing we start think, off with the book. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I think that is interesting about that is when you when that element of the the solitude, but then brought in with sort of what we talked about before, which is this idea of um, the accountability, right? Having yep. you were you knowing what is important to me helps you know how to help me. Yeah. When I follow. So that balance between the interior and then also the exterior to a degree. And I'm wondering like, how do you, how have you found, what is the ways that you found worked really well to, to get other people into, cause not everybody has a coach, right? Like yeah. it's, e it's not easy, but it's like, yep. it's, it's, I can see how it happens with someone like you or Catherine or you and Matt, because that's the, that's the expectations of that relationship. But how do you introduce that same idea when it's in, in, in uh, whether it's a friendship or a relationship or, uh, your kid, you know, yep. like how do you, how do you have that conversation? How do you make sure that you guys have that balance so that it's, it's not just in your head? Yeah. I think, um, like the accountability buddy yeah, thing, right? Exactly. Um, I think uh, the honest answer is I think it's really hard. Mm. I think it's really hard to rely on somebody else to hold you accountable. I think that you're ultimately accountable for your own actions. Mm -hmm. I think that you have to, and this is probably something you're going to figure out if you spend some time by yourself. How accountable are you to your own life? How much responsibility are you taking for your own life? I think it really ultimately, I, you know, I'd love to say like create systems like you do it the way you hire people. It starts, with, I mean, how you do it in your culture, in your, in your community, in your business. It starts with a hiring process and then it's the rewarding and you reinstate and reinforce and hire and fire and reward based off of core values and things that are important to you. And it's not just about putting them on coffee mugs and t-shirts. You have to live in it. It's not about words, it's about actions. And that's great. It comes down to you. Mm -hmm. It comes down to taking some ownership over your own life. And it's, it's you can try to work with some systems and some strategies on partnering up and sharing with other people's, but ultimately it's figure out what's really important to your life. If it's really that important to you and to the point where I said earlier, like you're willing to die for it, you don't need a buddy. You know, I don't need someone to be like, you know, if my son's running through the traffic be like, remember Ben, when that conversation we had, you said <laughs> you, you really would go like save him. him. <laughs> you really like him. Go get, it's like, yeah. if it's, if you can, if you can figure out what's really important to you, I'm not saying that's an easy process. It's a deep dive and it's hard and it can get really uncomfortable. That's the, that's the necessary steps. Mm -hmm. And if we get there, then yeah, there's some other things that we can put some, you know, some frosting on the cake and make it a little bit more fun. And we can, you know, do things like I've done with my family, which is you have a, a together, you kind of create family core values and you, you post them up and you talk mm -hmm. about them. And, you know, when things come up, you can hold people accountable when they're, when they're they're not doing it and you can reinforce it when they're doing it well and mm -hmm. you know like whether it's humility or hunger or putting family first or whatever it is but i think really it just comes down to you taking figuring it out and then you sacking up and taking some ownership love that uh, i think that's a great place to wrap it up um congrats again on the book Thanks, buddy. Uh, folks, if you are listening or watching and you haven't picked it up, please do so. Um, you can find it on Amazon. Thanks, Pat. Cool. Mm -hmm.